All right, Jeff. Three, two, one. Listening to Black. I was born ready to terrorize the late 80s. Looking around the NICU at a bunch of crying babies. Another John Sporton Wood like the voice of Hades. Whoa! Or maybe I'm Tiger, owner of everything you love. Bob Iger, put a case on him and smoke him. Braun Schweiger. That went too fast. What? Christian is the leader of the black cast. Uh. Integral part of the ship, call him the uh. mass. Especially if we travel like a flash into the past. Uh-huh. Will is here too. Sterling Silver personality like Winnie the Pooh. Oh. Seriously, this dude is Jack like the brave, the proud, the few. Can't forget the man, Shareable Texas. Gave us this gift like early Xmas. Great way to start each day for breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Don't know how much longer I'll last. Looking for independence as I broadcast. The end of the lyrics. Boom. <laughs> yeah. We we all up on the black cast here. Up in that bitch. Up in that black cast. cast. Uh, yeah, this is like the breakdown part where you're all like, wait, he doesn't have more lyrics. There's more song, and I'm like, listen to black cast. Just trying to listen, bro. Close your mouth, open your ears. Yeah, let it flow. Don't don't tell us all your fears. Don't tell us no mo. We're going to see us. <laughs> Little buck. Department store. Let's spend a buck. Don't call my mom a whore. <laughs> Time to go ashore. <laughs> Give me some more. Yeah, that's it. We out of here. And forget, don't forget, listen to the damn show. Uh, I don't know, Jeff. It was so strong, and then uh, there's more music. I like I said, here. I didn't f- like have a full thing written. I down. guess I, I had some. I could. I was already starting to write write stuff out. I could try to jump in there, but it would just get end up being what we started doing which is probably <laughs> fine so our friend shareable texas not only created the black cast song for us he gave us the in the clear instrumental version and we had the opportunity to do some freestyle now that jeff did it i'm like oh i don't want to do that anymore <laughs> <laughs> jeff's was too good because i cheated it wasn't totally off the head i the end was off the head when I started saying weird shit. <laughs> also, I think off the head is a little too off the head. I feel like that's not what you want to say. Nah. You know? <laughs> I love off head. Will, should should we give it a try? Or are we smarter not to do that? I think Will wants to give it a shot. want to give it a shot? But I don't have enough. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's just gonna develop. It's it's so it, everything is so short, and I didn't realize that Jeff listened to the song and timed everything out perfectly. That was actually really impressive. Yeah, and that's why I'm so like I wish I was ready and I would have picked it up right after he ran out of words. Yeah, if you'd had something do, that you could have. Do taken. do we want to try another another go through and I'll do mine and Are you, you yeah. can finish can you off with yours. I okay. can do that. All right. Let's do that. All right. all right, and I think all of this has to be in the show. You know sure. what I mean? Like the first we- attempt, and then the fact that we're now doing it the second time and that i'm afraid Ooh. that's different music yeah mm. <laughs> do you have any lyrics to that song uh no but i have a concept i really thought the right thing was highlighted there don't worry i'll start it over all right oh this no is- this is how i like it i like the talking lead up you gotta hit the post like they do in the radio business mm-hmm. listen in the black I was born to terrorize the late 80s, looking around the NICU like a bunch of crime babies. Another John Sporton Wood, call him the voice of Hades. Or maybe I'm Tiger, owner of everything you love, Bob Iger. Put a case on him and smoke him, Braun Schweiger. 
Christian is the leader of the black cast, integral part of the ship, call him the mass, especially when we travel like a flash into the past. Listening to black cast. Will is here too, sterling civil personality like Winnie the Pooh, seriously this dude's jack like the brave, the proud, the few. Listening to black can't forget the man shareable Texas gave us this gift for early Xmas. Great way to start each day for breakfast. Listening to Blackcast. Or should I call it break fast? Don't know how much longer I will last. Looking for independence as a broadcast. Listening all right, to all right, here we go. Feel me out. I might need some backup, Jeff. Here we go. Mm. Mm. Getting hyped what? up. Yeah. You hyped up. Here we go. Listening to Blackcast. We, the Blackcast, going fast like the Flash, talking crass. Someone pass the mic. Psych, I'm talking light. Listen in the black. The Pipe Piper, you go swipe right on her. And by her, I mean Christian. He's a man on a mission. If you ain't listening, then you're gonna be missing out. Uh, we fishing for compliments. Your voices stink so bad, we need breath mints. Like something else, I'm running out of rhymes, Jeff. Hey, Hef. Hugh? Yeah. What you gonna do? Why are you being left alone like a baby without a sitter? I got a cell phone. You want to be a clone? Like Django <laughs> Fett? Uh, you guys have so much rhyming skills. that uh, This would be great if I was basically hustling you guys and pretending that, like, oh, I just don't know. And then I'd, like, <laughs> hey, just bust I'd, out some I'd gone into the studio shark and, like, produced something, you know, that, like, I had, like, other instrumentation. There's, It'd like, an auto-tune. DJ Khaled! There's an auto-tune version Khaled? of Christian out there, like, Black Kid. And, and I had, like, backup singers and everything, <laughs> oh, you know, so and good. there was a video that went with it. That would be so good. But, no, I didn't do, I didn't do any of that. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I can give it a try because it's not fair if I make you guys do it. And Jeff was so prepared. Jeff was very prepared. But I think that uh, I could use a little accompaniment on the Black Cast theme. Of and course. Again, thanks to Shareable Texas. And I think his version is actually a little bit longer than this. I think he added some extra verses. Because yeah, could be. He, he's got rhymes that grow on trees. Wait, maybe yeah. I should have saved that uh, for, for the rap in there. Uh, so you say that he's got rhymes that grow on trees in Shareable Texas. He's really the bee's knees. Yeah. Oh, I mean, nice. Bee's knees belongs in, in you know, contemporary hip-hop, doesn't it? I think uh, that that's duh. the phrase that's on the way back. It is. All right. Let's see what happens. Look at this, it's the Black Cast. They said it won't last. Here we are, talking too fast. It's me, Christian Vlad, Will Sterling too. Don't forget uh, Uncle Jeff. Captain EO, he's on the mic. He makes everybody look better because, psych, I didn't have any more rhymes. <laughs> what, 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 what? Coltrane leaks out on the prowl looking for girls who leak from their <laughs> Call him an owl, he's not a foul. <laughs> He's just for the birds. You Let's know. not forget about Liev. He's out there. He's out there. <laughs> he's doing shit. <laughs> like Area 51, he's, he's out there. He's out there living his life. Yeah. What are we going to do on this week on the Black Cast? I don't think we've gone far enough to prepare for this week's show. But that's all right. Don't you know? No. It's like a Sugar Hill Gang going on here. Just tell a story. Oh, yeah. Street Hustler walks up to me, says, hey, man, what be this and what be that? Why you got to look like that? And I said, hey, man, I'm cool. I am the breeze. Now hip hop, hip to the hop, to the hip, hip hop till you don't stop. Hotel. Bass. Hello, can you go? Holiday Inn. 
space. How low can you go? Death row. Would a brother know? B. Oh. Public enemy number one. Oh. That's Chuck all I got. D over here. That's Chuck. That's Christian B over here. Yeah. Uh. I think that uh, he's got his hoodie on like B Rabbit. Yeah. It'll take him uh, uh, palms sweaty, arms are heavy. <laughs> It'll take a nation of millions to hold him back. Oh, oh, nice reference there as we get to the fade out. Fuck the police. <laughs> Perfect <laughs> time. <laughs> you want to talk about hitting the post? Bill Sterling for the win. Ice, <laughs> ice cubes over yeah. here. Yeah. So look, ah. we're getting all of our rhymes out of the way at the top of the show here because it's important. Will and Jeff, do you want to do a little reset on the uh, DJ of the future that was launched here on the Blackcast? Do you guys remember the concept? DJ Full house music. I mean, we can just play it, but I feel like we should remind people just the idea. It happened very organically, naturally. Here yes, on it the did. Should I, should I tell the story of how I met him? Oh my God! How you met DJ Tanner? I didn't know you realized yeah. that you had met the DJ Tanner. Yeah. So please, the one yes, the only. tell the us one? all about it. So I was going down the street, you know, just like chew, 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 chew. I was out at this awesome DJ rave, and this really cool guy came up to me, and he was like, "Did I do that?" And I was like, "What?" And he was like, "You got it, dude." And I was like, "Huh?" Whoa! And he was like, "Yeah, I'm DJ Tanner." And I was like, "Wow!" Then why'd you use a Steve Urkel reference as your first quote? And he was like, "Don't confuse me." And yeah, <laughs> he, he's like, you know what? The Tanners didn't have enough catchphrases. You know? Yeah, you had to you had to dip in. That's why they had to get a fuller house. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> and so I told him I was like, bro. First of all, you're a personal hero of mine. Second of all, we would love to have you on the broadcast. And so, did you guys get into the studio? Is that how this happened? You and DJ Tanner? Yeah, actually, you know, he he was just like, word, homie. Why don't you come over to my studio and we can put together a hit that will chart at number one, Shit. like the next Thriller. And so, I was like, all right, word, homie. Why are you still talking about Thriller 35 years later? Enough. We get it. You like the album. But DJ Tanner, this is the world premiere of this, right? No, You haven't gone on other podcasts no, to launch it? I asked him specifically not to blast okay. it on his social media like he That's wanted awesome. to. All right. So all right. we're going to let everybody hear this. Joke. 
show. There's nothing funny about DJ Ten. Have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. You you got it, dude. Cool house. This is what would catch you up till 3 a.m. You wish. Getting something? Oh yeah, have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. Wow. I think that uh, I speak for Black Cast Nation with the uh, wild round of applause. The most important question, other than the obvious answer of too long, how much time did you spend on that? Hours, hours <laughs> on, it, and it was like multiple iterations too, because it was like I came up with a concept while I was at work. <laughs> And I had a little bit of time, so I started throwing the beginning together. And then I was just like, oh, there's not enough in it. So I just kept adding to it, and I'd listen to it, and I'd be like, oh, I need some more here. And Is I'd that just like a it. track that you found some stuff? Somebody that was one it? of like the generic tracks that we use. On like mega tracks? Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> and some great usage of uh, Full House clips. Yeah. Much of the cast making. I thought you were going to be like a whole rap. I, I made a whole point of not using any DJ clips though, like DJ Tanner, because I thought that was <laughs> well, extra funny. Use <laughs> nothing from her. Yeah, I mean, honestly, DJ Tanner, I don't think wants to use any clips from the actual DJ Tanner. And then Jeff, what is the other clip that you sent me? I don't quite know what that is. So that one is just. I mean, we, we don't even need to go into that one. It's just uh, because I made the DJ Tanner thing, and because I wrote lyrics and did that, I started to get into a really musical thinking pattern. Okay. So I randomly was like here's a song why don't i cut it up and make like a beat to it kind of like sampling style so you don't want us to use we can it. we is can listen to it we can absolutely play it i'm just saying like if, this if, is, if it gets cut out of the episode this is the clear called darling dear is it this one yeah it's a jackson five song god you love michael jackson Are you guys slow dancing in there right now? Yeah. Man, I'm in the booth fast dancing. It's embarrassing. Yeah, you're not going to find this on Joe Rogan's podcast, are you? 
<laughs> yeah. Sorry, WTF, Mark Marin. Like the the concept I had was the song is kind of like this is the part where you're you're meeting this girl, you're getting ready to take her back and then yeah. have sex with her, yeah. and then there's gonna be a breakdown in like one second. Okay. And, and by have sex with her, you mean in Will's case, get back to the apartment and talk about her hopes and dreams and how to get her into a night school and get her to a good college. Yep. Okay. And then this is the part where it's like you want her to go because you're done having sex with her. Oh, no, this is the part where Will asks her to move in. And then you're just like, all right, she can go. But then you're just, it's like, why is she still here? Time to leave. Get out, dear. And then uh, you can come back around to basically being like, oh, wait, but then she's like getting ready to give me head. So now I might change my mind and let her stick around. And that's going to feed into the next little breakdown, which is going to happen in a second. Oh, I guess I'm confused with this, what the concept behind this is. What do you mean concept? What what is this song? This isn't a DJ Tanner original. No, this is this, this is, is something I made. This is a Jeff Duray original. Oh, I'm like, what are we? What am I listening uh, to? Although Jeff, tell me if I'm wrong. I believe DJ Tanner is producing yeah. this for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. DJ Tanner, Tanner, DJ Turner Productions. DJ Turner. DJ Turner. You got the knockoff version of DJ Tanner. Yeah, you got even DJ Turner. I didn't even recognize you got You got Los Angeles Dodgers third baseman Justin Turner. You put him in a in a DJ booth. You got Brent Saberhagen to the pitcher. Make some lyrics for you. Same. So this part is like leads up to he changed his mind after the head and starts liking oh. her and then confesses his love and you've got that part which is like hey be honest with your feelings and love will be I, there for you and I then this is the part where she then is like ooh now you're being too into me and I don't want anything to do with you because the whole concept of the song is like a girl that you start off rejecting then fall for and then she immediately is like oh no you played yourself I never wanted you anyways wow I know it's a different style of music but I feel like this is your paradise by the dashboard light Jeff yeah this is like you're telling a very similar story to that I think so and then the part of it was to lead into this breakdown because you're saying like the girl you meet that way now is called are you the writing the lyrics here. to go in the in-between parts I haven't written the lyrics yet but I have like that rhyme scheme so right like the main sample is just a really tiny part between one of the breakdowns it's just those two it's almost like two chords where it's just like bam, bam, and I just repeated that a bunch of times in yeah. between other stuff so you could easily have a rhyme scheme that's just like basically two words with a punch where it's just like she was there I was here <laughs> And it fits with the, uh, the uh, beat. You, could, yeah, you, you already came up with some great black cast lyrics. You could easily come up with some. It, again, some I, I was thinking about writing lyrics. lyrics to it, but I just didn't yet because I've been busy. Slash, this was just something that I. It's, I mean, I'm not a musician or a lyricist. At, I know. I've always been means. like, it's I just... want to make songs, but I don't know how. Mm-hmm. And I'm too lazy to teach myself. Well, I think it was well received by Black Cast. Oh Station. wow! You see what happens when I'm uh, in the booth. <laughs> <laughs> You know, there's uh, some terrible things that can happen. As well. oh, yeah. That's okay. That's that's when you do. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Wow, Cheers. the crowd is turning. Cheers. Yeah. All of a sudden, they're like, oh "Wait a minute!" You're like, "Why? Why?" You're like, you're like 20 minutes in. Why are you still talking about this stuff? And then finally, later in the episode, we're gonna have a big reveal, and that'll obviously be when. You have the Tebow time clip in there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, although I can, Tell I can my always friends. access it. Gator Nation. Yeah, I can always say. Uh, but, uh, Will, do you have a big announcement for any reason? Because uh, I've got a drum roll. <laughs> and then the fact that Will didn't have an announcement. Well, I was waiting for the drum roll to finish. <laughs> oh. Maybe I did have one. I was waiting for the drum roll. <laughs> You're just getting trolled by those sound effects. 
Uh, well, I stopped. Wait. So that meant I, I could go back. <laughs> and that ooh is what I call the Kelly Bundy ooh. Whenever Christina Applegate would walk in the door on uh, Married with Children, that was basically the, the sound that you would hear. The Bundy first time ooh. I heard Christina Applebaum, I thought it was about Christina Applegate. What is Christina Applebaum? It's a ben- Tribe Called Quest song. Benita oh. Applebaum. You talk, you talk about exactly. it like it's I... It's Benita like Applebaum, I, but it's. I thought it was like Christina Applebaum. Christina <laughs> and I was like, oh, yes, Christina Applegate. Christina that is Christina Applebaum. Applebaum. <laughs> you got it going on. Christina Applebaum said, you got it going on. Yeah! Hey! <laughs> nice hey, Christina. Job, nice to meet you. <laughs> All right, I think I'm. Doing, I think I'm doing. Wait, that was a real one. Yep. I think I'm doing more harm than good <laughs> by being in the. Yeah, booth. we're gonna. This is what you go through. Like, uh, if you ever have, I'm sure Will can relate to this. But if you've ever, you know, run the board for a live broadcast, you have the hosts or whoever who's like, "Why aren't you playing sound effects all the time?" Yeah. Just, I love sound effects. It's like, yeah, you think that. I've yeah. done, but if I, I start playing them all the time, it's gonna really suck. It's I, really, really obnoxious. <laughs> I, I have done shows like that. I did a, a for a short time. I was like producing and sort of being on air on a podcast. This thing called the Why I'm Not, which is still out there. And the host, this guy Brand Panvidic, he wanted to have his own laptop so we could play all the sound effects. Like Russ. Oh yeah, I guess Ross does that. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it, well yeah, it was the same studio, so it was the same technology. And then I think like twice in the first episode he did it, and then he just stopped bringing his laptop because he realized like, oh, that doesn't actually help the show. Yeah, it's a lot of work too. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna step out yeah. of the booth. You know, I could edit here, but I feel like why don't you guys vamp while I walk into the studio? Why don't you, uh, Will? Why don't you uh, give all of the uh, social media for all of us, including the Blackcast? Let's see if you know it. Uh, For those of you listening, if you want to find the Blackcast, it's at Real Donald Trump. (laughs) 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 We all have all kinds of jokes going out from that Twitter account. It's written by a really, really funny guy uh, named uh, Donnie J. Bigly hilarious. Yeah, really, really funny. Um, If you want to find Captain EO, it's at Dennis DMZ. That is where he is uh, tweeting all kinds of... uh, funny things now that he's back on Twitter because Jeff you did leave Twitter for a while for a moment but now, now I'm back. back at what point did you leave Twitter well he just wasn't tweeting just, until he got X oh no but you've been at it for a while now this yeah. is consistent with like once you got all the all the spam bots and yeah everything. Okay. yeah and then Christian of course is at Christian DMZ and, uh, and did I am you, did you, did you and give, I am at Will Sterling underscore and did you give at Coltrane Leaks oh at Coltrane Leaks I forgot and about at Jebediah 120 <laughs> Jebediah 120 <laughs> forgot about that one it was by this point Jebediah 126 probably that's a good question actually I remember when we scrolled through there and I was like this we, we've there was done that some funny There's some, jokes yeah, in there. no you wrote some jokes uh, Sarah Ricard used to write them and I did a handful and I've talked about on this show that I would get calls that's just like where are the Jebediah tweets? Yeah. Like why haven't there been Jebediah tweets? Actually, we got a great concept going. Why aren't we messing uh, for everything So yeah, so Jebediah actually he joined Twitter in 2010. Is that accurate? Wow. So now What he, year did he found Springfield? 28 years old. Jebediah? That's, that's Jebediah Springfield. Oh, that's not the, not the same. So Jebediah, is that related to Jeb? Bush. Jeb, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Jeb exclamation point. Jeb so, Bush. question with Jeb Bush. Mm-hmm. Everybody's in the know that by calling him Jeb Bush, you're actually effectively saying Jeb or uh, John Elias Bush Bush. Oh, the B is for Bush. Yeah. I Jeb. did not realize that. Wow. Jeb, you know what? Jeb, Jeb, <laughs> Jeb Bush. I, I, I think Jeb Bush. that's. 
I just said Jebush. Just J E J E B U S H. You could be J E Bush, but you then you kind of sound also be, like an old time writer. Be, <laughs> he Bush. He Bush. He Bush. He is married to uh, a Hispanic woman, is he not? I believe he is. Or, or he go. My name's Jeb. My name is <laughs> My name is Jeb. <laughs> That's who Job uh, Bluth is. So if anybody is in the know, uh, yeah, but Arrested oh. Development was all the Bluth family were supposed to be oh, a caricature just... of the Bush family. That's oh. why so was Job Jason is Jeb. Was, was Jason Bateman W? I mean, who was he supposed to be? I think, I think just an outside. Yeah, I think he was more just like the because obviously there's not a lot of one to ones. There's not like a Lindsay and Tobias Bush yeah. that I'm aware of. But it's it's Listen, more along Laura. the lines of just like the 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 ridiculous dynamic between the brothers, the ridiculous dynamic between, because it's like Michael, I guess would be W only in so far as like he's older, or actually, no, that's right. Jo- uh, Job's the older brother. So about- it would make sense. And he's more like uh, W because he's a bit of a dumbass. But he's the one that we like. He's our, our, frame, of, he's our frame of reference. You know what I mean? He's us. Like if you think about most TV shows, there is a character that is supposed to be your frame of reference. Right. That's why yeah. I don't think he is one. What about so- Buster? I can't think of a Bush equivalent for Buster either. Well, I mean, I'm not intimately. I can't. So you wait, you haven't fucked Netflix. Is I have what you're not. Saying? No, I haven't fucked the Bush family yet. Oh, but well, you're losing I mean, time. There's those two daughters. I think they're both they're married, and they're. Pro- but uh, you know, there was a time and place where I think. When and twins. There was a time and place. <laughs> there was a time and place. Uh, anyway, so obviously a non-traditional start for the Black Cats. We had so much music to get to, and I also only wanted to walk back from the booth one time. Yeah. So let's grade the freestyle versions of the Black Cast theme. I'm going to give Shareable Texas uh, an A minus. Now he gets an A minus because he didn't put you guys in it. Mm. So yeah, uh, that's, the th- that, that's what keeps him with getting A plus. Uh, Jeff gets a solid B. Um, if you write another verse, maybe for like if I finish the song. Yeah, if you finish the song, you're gonna get you're gonna probably get an A plus. Yes, it's yeah. like an incomplete assignment. Um, yeah. And Will, I'm gonna give I'm gonna allow you to grade yourself. I'm giving myself. What's the you know when you were in elementary school you get you'd get letter grades even though it was all bullshit and then you'd get like number grades for like whether or not you were like yeah you like do you participated and you yeah. cared I'm gonna give myself like an E for excellent and participation yeah when I was in elementary school we but would get that's about it I'm not we, gonna grade the actual thing itself I was because in, I wrote it I was just sitting in yeah. this chair when I was in elementary school our report cards would be like E V G like yeah. very good they were mm-hmm. actually they were basically the same grading scale as comic book condition so right. like if you were near mint I would have been <laughs> fine yeah uh, I I was uh, sometimes I was poor <laughs> but oh, no. uh, I was proud of a very fine that I had yeah. you know, which is probably my copy of Uncanny X Men 137 is probably a very fine fine. Okay. So if I can be the same condition as that, that's fine. Um, I'm going to give myself a participation trophy okay. for mine. Um, you showed up. I did show up. Yeah. And I feel like what we need to do is we need to combine forces like Voltron. Mm. And this time, I'll form the head. And I think that what Jeff has is Who gets pretty to close to perfect. I mean... Obviously, Pujanski. I mean, <laughs> okay. You know, th- that was kind of a given. Yeah. So I think what we need to do is we need to actually, you know, take the blueprint that Jeff has laid out, and we need to polish the Black Cast theme song. And then we'll have that'll be the alternate version. That'll be like there were two versions of the Guns N' Roses song Remit? "Don't Cry." Okay. There was the original version, and then there was "Don't Cry" parentheses. That is not the Guns N' Roses oh, song, Don't sorry. Cry. Yeah, parentheses, alternate lyrics. Uh, so this would be Black Cast theme, parentheses, alternate lyrics. Okay. Shareable Texas will have to get a writing credit. This will be of a course. lot like Ice Ice Baby, oh. where Robert Van Winkle gets a writing That's credit. That's good because we're going to want to stop. 
collaborate and listen. Yes. Yeah. Black Ass is back with a brand new edition. That's right. Ninja. Ninja. Rap. Ninja. Go Ninja. ninja. Oh. Rap. God, Black why cast. did none of us Black go cast. into Go Ninja Go during go. the middle of go. our Black go. Ass theme? Go, go, go Ninja. Go, go Ninja. That's like a missing go. opportunity that if I wanted to be dishonest or the opposite of lazy, I would be like, I got to go back in and do that now. Yeah. Uh, but I will not. I will just uh, be like, oh, what if? There was a whole Marvel series called What If? And it was always like, what if Uncle Ben didn't die? You mean, you know, the, you you mean know, the Kevin Sorbo movie, also starring John Ratzenberger? Very different film. Oh, but okay. if, By the way, if Uncle Ben didn't die... Aunt May got shot instead. Did you see? So it's oh. it, it's never like it's never like happy. That's yeah. terrible. Yeah, I know. I love Aunt May. There's like a DC. I don't know what it, you would call it, but it's like an alternate timeline called Gods and Monsters, mm-hmm. where uh-huh. it's basically like Superman is actually the progeny of General Zod. So it's like Zod comes in and knocks Jor El out of the way and inserts his DNA before Superman gets sent to Earth. Shit. So Superman is part. Zod, and then he gets found by Mexican immigrants instead of the Kents. So he grows up speaking Spanish and being resentful of the government because they, they were did like an animated movie. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's really There's interesting. an animated movie. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, oh. Michael C. Hall is Batman, and but Batman's like a vampire. He's it's not Kirk Batman. Langstrom, who's typically the man bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he so oh. he become yeah he's like more of a van- and then. Wonder, so Woman Wonder Woman is is character. played by like one is she this I can't think of her name but she's essentially would have been one of Darkseid's like main guards like those oh. lady fighters of his she was like wow. the head of that you can you can do cool stuff with alternate timeline stuff yeah, like you know Superman like, Red Sun where he where the ship crashes in Soviet Russia instead of the America when of the Americas wow. Uh, the X-Men titles had like a, you know, you knew it was going to end in a certain amount of time, but there was like four months where they were thrown into Age of Apocalypse, not the movie of the same name, mm. but this is uh, Legion. David Holler goes back in time and he's like, oh, I love my dad so much. You know what I'm going to do to make his life better? I'm going to kill Magneto. So he goes back in time and instead of killing Magneto, he kills his dad. He kills oh. Charles Xavier. And that's a big whoops. Uh, so then all of a sudden, the present day comics all turn into these Age of Apocalypse. So Wolverine's like missing uh, a hand. but So he's got like an adamantium stump that I guess he can beat you with. Or he has like a claw Aquaman with, when he has a sword hand. Right. And he's got a claw with the other hand. Yeah. So uh, and then, the, you know, there were a lot of things like Cable is sort of a young man version. This like Nate Gray, the next How can man. Wolverine be missing a hand if he can grow the hand back? Apparently... At least the thinking there is that I guess he can't. Yeah. I always thought that he could. There's, there's I was like talking a, about maybe this. there's like a thirty second window where if you dip it in hot tar right after yeah, something severed, that's true. It's, it's yeah, because there's a there's a comic and I think it's also like alternate history sort of thing. The Hulk rips him in half, but I think as we saw in Deadpool two. two Deadpool can get ripped in half, yeah. and then he can go, oh, yeah, well, what if he got two Wolverines? That'd be crazy. In, the brainstem uh, half gets two. In Civil War, there's a part where Nitro, the guy who launches the comic book version of Civil War, yeah. like explodes himself right in front of Wolverine and gets him all the way down to his adamantium skeleton. Yes. And he's, like, dead, and then he's uh, battling. Like, the whole storyline is that he's battles some knight in death. Whenever he's, like, fully dead, he has to, like, fight this thing until he comes back to life. I do remember reading that. Uh, the comic book version of uh, Civil War was uh, not a, a fan favorite, and the only fan I'm talking about is me. I, <laughs> no, I was a lot of people. No, I did not, not like, like Civil War at all. I, I, Almost I, everyone I know who's, like, a comic book fan did not I, like this. I, I hated it. I had been known in the past. I wouldn't use these words again, but, you know, it's fine if I get myself in trouble. I equated it to the comic book event of a stillborn because it took like nine months to come out and it was dead on arrival. Wow. That, I mean, that's... Uh, I am a- triggered. Yeah. 
You're, you're hard killer. So you know the black cast is a safe space for you, Jeff. Mm-hmm. So do we need to talk about mm-hmm. it or can we move on? Sorry, Social Jeff, Jeff Dis Warrior. What I don't understand. Social <laughs> Jeff Dis Warrior. That might be the episode title. The uh, <laughs> the thing I don't understand is I know they did a Civil War two. And did they really? Yeah, I, it happened. I, it, I, it, it like wasn't it very recently though. Like no, it was no, just it, happening. I thought. Yeah, yeah it like, happened like two like, summers ago. It happened yeah. when the Civil War movie came out. Yeah, well, I think that that's, that's yeah. how they look at things a lot Stupid. of the time is to do stuff like that. Who was at odds this time? Because around? the first one was less was, than ten years old. It was about ten years. Yeah, it's one of those things where the story they were telling along the way was probably good. It's like the way I talk about M Night Shyamalan movies. Mm. I always like the first two acts, and then I'm like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. You know, the uh, Sixth Sense being the exception. What about, I, did you see Split? I don't even know what that is. That's like the most recent one. That's the uh, James, I've sworn, James McAvoy one. I, I've sworn mm-hmm. off of uh, M. Night, actually. So I would so. say if, if you're going to see one yeah. of his films of the recent era, that's probably the best one he's done since Sixth Sense. In that... It's less like ridiculous shit and more um, just like the kind of creepy M Night. Stuff. I'm not saying it's a great movie or okay. anything. I'm not trying sure. to sell that, but I'm saying if you enjoyed his movies in the past, that one is closer to uh, coming back, and there's going to be more coming from it because it's essentially I don't, I don't really care if, spoilers. That's fine. It links up in in no significant way to the plot to Unbreakable. Yeah, and I know that we're getting an Unbreakable too, and I, I've but talked. The Unbreakable two is supposed to be like. Uh, Basically, what the end of Split goes into goes Unbreakable into two. Unbreakable Two. I think I, I think I remember somebody explaining that to me actually. Yeah, and I've given the example many times about seeing Unbreakable in the theater with my friend Laura, and the end of the movie when he says, "They call me Mister Glass." Like we start Should laughing, like uncontrollably. We start laughing uncontrollably, and then there's the the title card you know with like sort of the and then after the movie here's stuff that happened and it was like something that he went to a home for the criminally insane and then I'm like I'm laughing harder as the movie gets worse and like I can't breathe like people are looking like I think it was a case of the giggles for my friend I think she was laughing because I was but I was laughing you so hard edible it hurt before, I didn't you? I didn't I didn't even have a snack I actually quite like Unbreakable I I, like I thought it was shot so well I love that that thing where he's like I and volunteering to be the bad guy yeah. so that you can be the hero. Yes. That's why I exist. That's a great theme. Mm. That's amazing. And again, first two acts of the movie, and it just falls apart for the, me. Christian, they called him Mr. Glass. Yeah, I get the it. Brittle bones. I, I, think, I think what gets lost in that movie is that you could have, like the ending was almost a little bit too too soon because while you, you have it as the reveal of like, oh, this guy who we thought was helping him was actually hurting him, you just needed to, I think, maybe dive deeper into those motives, into what Will is saying. Like, it, while it's there, maybe uh, more expressing that even though he's essentially taking the role as a villain and murdering people, from his perspective, it's almost like a Thanos situation where he's like, this is for the greater good, but yeah. because exposing this super or creating this superhero, I'm now putting something out into the world that can do infinitely more good than the bad I've done so far. Correct. Well, I can't say I'm going to watch it again, but maybe I just was in the wrong time. Place, maybe, just wait it. until Unbreakable like 2 comes out and I'll tell you whether you should see it. Okay. Right? Yeah, well, I'll, no, I'll trust I, you on that. I don't think you're going to want to say it because I do believe it's not called Unbreakable 2. I think it's actually called Mr. Glass. Oh, I wish it was called Unbreakable 2 Book of Shadows. Or, very much so. Though. Or Unbreakable 2 Electric Boogaloo, which is always my second favorite. Uh, Unbreakable uh, 2 Broken. It's <laughs> called broken. <laughs> anyway, we somehow got into that part of the conversation, but we were talking about th- things that are going on in comics, and now, Will, we haven't 
talked in a little while about you were reading a lot of current comics. Yes. Uh, what's uh, on the pull list these days, as they say? What are you getting, and what are you keeping up with? Because that's important. Yes, DC has did a great job with Rebirth, and it's kind of corrected all the New 52 stuff slowly but surely, and it's kind of setting things back to the way it was before Flashpoint, because surprise, surprise, we all knew that wasn't going to work out. There, Wally West and Barry Allen are uh, going head-to-head now in a thing called Flash War to see who's the real fastest man alive. Now, I don't know if that's actually what's going to happen in the end, but there's a whole bunch of things, which is great to see Wally featured so heavily because everybody knows he's my favorite. There's something called Doomsday Clock, which I think DC doesn't actually know what they're doing with it. Well, that... It's coming that, out so sporadically. And the Doomsday Clock ties into the Watchmen, the Watchmen. being brought into the DC Universe, but, which was always separate from the DC Universe. Yes, but now they're using Watchmen to justify the existence of the New 52 Universe, which is like, Dr. Manhattan started playing God with these worlds. The thing that's frustrating is that it was supposed to come out once a month for 12 months, and it was supposed to take place a year after Rebirth titles were going, and then they would catch up, and they would all sync up to this big thing. I don't know if they anticipated this thing called Dark Knight's Metal doing so well. It did really, really popularly, which is basically saying that... I actually don't know the difference. Is it Dark Knight's M-E-T-A-L, M-E-D-A-L, or M-E-T-T-L-E? T-A-L, like metal. Uh, And it's like... Basically saying, like on the f- on the flip side of the of the multiverse is this dark parallel universe where all this crazy fucking weird shit has happened, and they have come through into our world, and then also Batman and a couple people go through into their world. Did really really well. They did a bunch of tie-ins, and it became this thing that was originally like, yeah, you don't really need to read it to keep up with stuff. And then they were like, no, actually, you need to go back and read everything, because then they did this thing called Justice League No Justice. Which is about the fact that they split open the source wall. Wait a minute, wait. How can they be the there's Justice League if there's no justice? That's kind of like point. swipe or no swipe. To reform uh, the new justice. Also, League. you mentioned when you were giving the description of the last thing before we talk about no justice, yeah. you mentioned Flipside, yes. who I think we all know is Darkseid's half brother, who is a circus clown. Flipside, it's me! <laughs> yeah. Darkseid, you're so, you're so boring and dull. You never tell a joke. <laughs> I think. That's that why I'm here! You sound, you sound more like Mr. Mitzoplexikabrick. What do you know, Jeffrey? You don't tell the jokes. I tell the jokes. It's Paul Lind, maybe a little bit of the Cowardly Lion. <laughs> oh, dark side. <laughs> it's so dull. Which is just Roger from American Dad. It's Dabs. just Roger, yeah. yeah. But, it, but that I is... keep trying to get the people motivated to do things, and nobody likes to do anything. They just want to sit around and eat brunch. <laughs> Uh, I love to laugh, and I think that's Edwin. <laughs> that's Edwin from uh, Mary Poppins. So you see, these are all similar, yeah, yeah similar voices. Mm-hmm. All right. So, no justice <laughs> is Justice League. So but that's a, after the events of Dark Knight's Metal. Like, there's okay. a whole bunch of shit that's. So right. this goes. Is it getting hard point. to keep on top of all this? A little bit. Not really. If you are already reading the books, a little bit. If you're trying to come in from the outside, because what this is going to show it to me is like, oh, you guys don't know what you're doing with Doomsday Clock at all, because you're clearly like steering the ship into what's really popular right now, and it feels like they're kind of ignoring. Doomsday Clock, so I honestly don't even know. They're going to finish it, I think, but uh, I don't actually know if it's going to be as important or as big a deal as it was originally supposed to be. And this seems like the sort of thing that Marvel has done a lot of in recent years, which is you just sort of go into the thing that is unexpectedly popular and you abandon maybe what you're planning, and then just everything turns out to be a mess. I don't know how many... It could very well become that. ...reboots there have been. I mean, obviously... What rebirth is the second hard reboot in just a couple years because New Fifty Two was 
a mistake. Well, and, it, and was it Jim? Was it Jim Lee's fault? Because I'd like to blame him in a way. Okay, sure. Good. Yeah, uh, Jeff Johns too. Even though he had other ideas that they fucked with, but mostly Dan Didio or whatever that guy's name is. That dude's full of terrible ideas. It wasn't really a hard reboot because they took the New Fifty Two characters and sort of spun them backward a little bit. So it's still the New Fifty Two versions of these people, right? But they start getting all these new memories and different things that are crossed over in these different realities of the old universe so it's not a hard reboot you know it's still the same people from the new 52 they just all start to look and act and talk exactly like they used to before the new 52 before the new 52 yeah that which is great sense. for somebody like me and Wally West of course was like from that other universe and now the Flash War is all part of that because he had kids and they're like but I want to have kids again and Jeff what are you reading right now you were always reading oh, Batman's so getting married sorry uh, wait. Oh, he's getting he's getting married to, to Catwoman. Catwoman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I'm not reading that, though, because I don't care. I, That's so not Batman. De- Detective Comics was an excellent run. The Batman thing. I don't really like Tom King on Batman. And the whole marriage thing, it's just, it's stupid. It's one when, of those things that we know, that it only works with Lois and Clark. When I talked, uh, this was a few weeks ago on the Black Cast, but, you know, I interviewed Chris Claremont, and he's, uh, you know, he's got a lot of ranting as he characterized it. He doesn't like characters getting married, and he was talking about Batman. It's like, It'll be fine until the next writer comes in and is like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to write Batman Married, and it's the same thing right. with Superman. You know, it's just like oh, at some point, you know, you just want because you know they, they did it to Peter Parker, and I foolishly was excited at the idea that Kitty Pryde and Colossus were getting married, and uh, boy, did he disagree with that. Even though he wrote a story for the uh, the X Men wedding special, but uh, I think that's more contractual than anything. Yeah. And it's just so I've thought a lot about some of these characters, and I guess it's like, well, I guess you don't need it. And I was talking to him about how it seemed like Peter Parker getting married to Mary Jane was a natural progression, because he was older at that point. He was in grad school. And then he had a couple points. The first was, well, why does he have to go into grad school? Like, why does he have to get that much older? I'm like, right. I don't know. The book had been around for like 20 years and they decided that. It was sort of a, not the way that you look at things now. Now everything's like hard to reboot. All of a sudden you're in high school again after yeah. five years, that yeah. sort of thing. But it's like they were trying to, obviously time passed much slower. I don't know how many years those 20 years really were for Peter. Like probably five, six maybe. I'm just yeah. guessing. And the my favorite thing that he said though, and you know, if you if you ever have time to listen, I, I I'm talking to Jeff mostly. I think you'd enjoy it. I, not that you will, you wouldn't enjoy it, but I just don't think you have the time. Yeah. I heard the first one you did with him way back when. Yeah, well, this uh, this is different. Yeah, this is definitely different. Oh, different? He's, you talk about he, different things. We talk about completely you different. You just things. have the same conversation. I thought about it. I thought about talking to him. You about, transcribed the whole episode. I thought about talking to him about Marvel Team Up number seventy four again, which is Spider Man and the Not Ready for Primetime Players at on the set of Saturday Night Live. But I'd already talked to him about it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but the point that he made that was just so funny and it's just hard to really disagree with, at some point, even though you have superpowers, you could grow up and, and stop putting on the tights and going out and, and, and doing it because someone else will do it. Now, that flies in the face of with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. But shouldn't Peter have gotten a real job and provided for his family instead of living off his wife's model salary? And I just kind of laughed because I'm like, okay, I mean, sure, I, I guess. But she was very wealthy, yeah, no, Mary Jane, answer, you know? Yeah. And uh, the idea is somebody else would be Spider-Man. But you know who that somebody else is? Ben Riley, Miles, Morale- oh. Miles Morales. Yeah, yeah. 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 But Peter Parker still needs to be Spider-Man. Uh, maybe. What if well, he gets tired some days? Well, he hasn't gotten that old. 
Not yeah. more. By the way, where's are you excited for this? What is it? Spider Man into the Spider Verse movie? The animated I, movie. I will see it. I don't know. Did you see the? Tra- have you seen the trailer? I for did it? actually. That did look I, pretty So cool. the first time I saw it, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And then the second time I saw it, I realized that one, it's clearly shot to be seen in 3D, and I think that it actually might be really fascinating because the animation style to me looks like it's meant to be like comic books brought to life. Is this a theatrically released movie? Yeah. And the first time I saw the trailer, I was like, this looks stupid as shit. But then, again, it's like I watched it more, and I was like, actually, this looks like it could be really interesting the and way it plays a, out. And it's a Miles Morales Spider-Man it's, story. Yeah, it's going into that to that Spider-Verse because that's just like where it's they It's a wide release this. theatrically. Yes. Yeah, cartoon. Yes, uh, animated movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's animated weird. I'm surprised they would do that when they have a Spider-Man movie franchise already. Maybe, maybe I'm being too backwards in my thought. I can see Sony being like, the only way we can introduce Black Spider-Man is animated first because hmm. having like casting a an african-american kid and having him come in and play all this is going to be met with all kinds of backlash is going to be like the, so the hate mongers are going to throw you know all the disparaging words towards that specific person and that's right. going to become a story versus just if it's just animated and you want to freak out that there's a black kid in an animated thing so like miles morales clearly, is the main character of this movie I, he seems like he's meant to be okay because it seems like it's like an old peter parker because so this is what i know about the miles morales universe in his universe, Green Goblin got so powerful that he straight up murdered Peter Parker. Wow. So, like in Miles Morales' ultimate universe, I actually don't know. I think Brian Michael uh, yeah. Bendis said. Yeah, that I, this don't, was I don't know what Spider-Man. universe it is, but I, I had that one book, and it kind of covered this stuff. And it's basically like Peter in Miles Morales' Spider-Man universe. Peter Parker goes up against Green Goblin, and Green Goblin kills him, like murders him. So Miles Morales somehow has also gotten some spider powers and is like, well, shit, we have no Spider-Man in this universe. I have to become Spider-Man. So Mm. it's almost – and he's younger – or he's like 13, so he's meant to be like a really young uh, Spider-Man, like learning all this stuff. But he also has all sorts of different powers that Peter never had. Like he's got some weird stinger ability where he can like – basically uses like bioelectricity to kind of like shock your fucking system yeah. and he's got this other weird shit that goes on so he seems like he's an interesting character in that it's a spider-man that you can change in a lot of ways and give different backstory and different powers to while still having this peter parker crossing dimension so you can have the, the regular spider-man and they even give us a nod at the end that there's a gwen stacy spider woman in the spider gwen spider gwen spider gwen yeah, yeah very Which, popular right now yeah but her name is actually never spider gwen but that's like what she's affectionately known as yeah. is spider gwen or as i've heard some cosplayer because i don't really follow these comic books yeah i don't i don't uh, there's a venom version of her i don't know if there's one in the comic books but cosplayers have made it at least and they call her gwenum Spider Gwen is a cooler name than Gwenum, but it's all right. Venom, uh, Venom Gwen? So Gwenum. What we just did was filibuster. Jeff, what are you reading right now? <laughs> I am nothing. Nothing. Unfortunately. Did, I, the, did, the, I, did my... I stop giving you comics? No, or? I have a bunch of comics you, to read. You have read. like 50 Punisher comics. I, I, have, I have a bunch <laughs> of Punisher comics. I just, everything got bogged down partly from working, and then I was getting ready to get back into like a comics thing. I had like a whole plan where I was going to start doing reading uh, mixed in with my workouts or whatever. So it's like hike, read a chapter, hike to the top of the mountain, read another chapter, hike back down, read a chapter, and then call, call it quits. And by chapter, you mean issue? Yeah, it was okay. like but if it's a in, book, it's a chapter. Tape, yeah. If it's a comic, it's an issue kind of thing. So basically, it's like exercising my mind, then my body, then my mind, then my body, then my mind. But Jeff, what about the soul? Like the it. soul. That's why I did all this music stuff. So it's, like this it. was a, uh, took up a bunch of my time, and that was why I haven't had time to do the reading. But isn't shit. it a drag having a job now? Because look is. at look at how that interfered with your comics. It's reading. it's definitely a drag, and it's so funny because it's like uh, one thing that I'm uh, adjusting to, and I don't know if anybody else relates to this is. 
having, I guess, maybe not worked for as long as I have, I'm getting back into that point where it's like learning to either let go or just get shit done, right? So because this job has a lot of kind of loose deadlines and like, yeah, do that shit, but like, you know, whenever you want. It's hard for me because sometimes I let too much stuff that I need to do build up. And then I spent like this past weekend, specifically, I'm thinking of, I spent all weekend stressed out, just not happy, not comfortable, not getting to enjoy anything I was doing. Cause I was just like, shit, I have a ton of work I'm going to have to do, but I don't want to do it now because I feel like if I do it all during the weekend, then I waste the time that I had to try and like recoup, but then right. I didn't recoup because I was just stressing it the whole time. So Got that work-life balance, trying to figure that shit out. Yeah, no, it's tough. And just uh, try and add kids into the mix. And then all of a sudden, I can't even imagine. Mm, no, it's uh, there's there's all the fun parts. And then there's the, oh, good, the kids are finally in bed, and now I have time to myself at the end of the night, and I promptly fall asleep on the couch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's like, oh, I'm finally not moving. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's that. You know, it's funny. Um, my wife and I, we went to uh, friends of ours had a had a game night not long ago, and we were there, and they were saying like, oh, "Okay, well, you know, we'll do teams. You don't have to be on the same team as your wife. You guys talk to each other all the time." Like, no, actually, we don't get a chance to talk to each other very much because when we're both in the house at the same time, if we're awake one or both of us is falling asleep. So we actually don't talk that much. So it's nice to get the time to uh, actually talk. And we had uh, we had taken the kids down to her parents. That was uh, Father's Day weekend. So we actually, we actually had a few hours to ourselves where we, uh, we actually talked. And uh, I tell you, it was nice. Yeah. Um, but back to the, uh, the reading, I alluded to it before. I have been digitally reading... From Amazing Spider-Man number 238, which is the introduction of the Hobgoblin. So it's from 1983, a year very important to a recent episode of the Black Cast. But I'd wanted to do it for a long time, too, because I, when I started reading, it was right after the original run of the Hobgoblin. It was always this sort of like, oh, yeah, Hobgoblin. No, I mean, he's cool, but he's gone now. And then there's another Hobgoblin later, and there's a whole thing, and... Uh, Betty Brant's uh, fiance, Ned Leeds, gets framed Ned as the Leeds. Hobgoblin, but he's actually not the Hobgoblin. He's he, not the Hobgoblin. He just thinks he was the Hobgoblin. Oh. This like billionaire. It, it's basically basically think like Donald Trump in the eighties realized he could get away with stuff if he stole. I a mean, bunch he of kind them. of looks like the, the Hobgoblin. Goblin? I mean, he's orange, a similar color yellow. as the hood. Yeah, yeah. And so it's this this guy uh, Kingsley who is the Hobgoblin. He's not a character that you know. Just wait so. till Trump takes off his mask and he's really Harry Osborn the whole time. Yeah. I mean, Harry Osborn had some sweet hair. You know, yeah, that the, 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 crinkle hair. Yeah, really what, weird. what's with the all the Osborns hair? It's what like is tiger hair? stripes. Yeah, yeah. I know. What I mean, what's going on? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not being little, being like, well, why is it like that? In the in the movie, like Franco doesn't have that hair, and I'm like, no, come on, he He's needed to have the, the hair. Just yeah. paint a yeah, some Will, stripes Will on Defoe his head. Didn't go. have it, and I'm just like, come Neither on. Did that one? Is it kind of like played him in the one movie that didn't? Dan DeHaan in Amazing Spider-Man Two. Yeah, oh, that was Valerian played him. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, l- I'd like that to... kid looks like he could get beaten up by like a kindergartner. Yeah, so but that... how he plays a fucking villain well, is beyond. But that people. should be Harry Osborn, in all honesty. It's true. Uh, Harry Osborn he, was not. He was, yeah. I mean, he lost a fight with the perils of drug addiction, believe it or not, <gasps> in a, a very important story that was not approved by the Comics Code Authority. But Stanley said we have to tell the story anyway. Did he die? Uh, he didn't, but uh, he uh, he was hopped up on pills. He had uh, he had some problems. <gasps> and, I'm so uh, excited. Exactly. Which, in a moment, I'll talk about the uh, Saved by the Bell uh, pop-up restaurant that I went to. I 
have been wanting to go, but you can't get a reservation forever. How did you go? Did you just go wait and stand in line? No, I got a reservation because uh, I'm in show business. No, actually, my wife, uh, somebody my wife works with, uh, had made a reservation. So you and could walk go. in, but you probably would have to wait forever. You'd have to wait for a little while. Um, but let me finish my comic book thing because uh, I was no, trying. I'm already to... distracted by this. Other I thing. know. Well, because you sang that, I'm so excited, and I should have just let it stay there. But then I, it reminded me. Uh, so, but the reason what I was talking about before, like, oh, you know, so like 20 years in, Spider-Man's uh, Peter in grad school and all this they really looked at this as like a point to like a good reset because they're like reminding you of how he got his powers and just like all these things that happened historically like oh what the Green Goblin did and all that and I'm like this is actually a point where people could have started reading in, in 1983 like you know like what 21 years after Marvel launched and it's like the launch of the Hobgoblin and I think that if they had continued to do stuff like that instead of all of the the reboots and and you know retellings and all of that, uh, I think it could have been interesting. But I guess at this point, I mean, what the Spider-Man character's been around for almost sixty years, but I don't know. I mean, Superman went a long time before the the John Byrne reboot. You know, that yeah. was like fifty. It was in years. the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I guess you can argue about the quality of some of those stories. You can argue about some of the quality of the Spider-Man stories, Then too. he punched a laser. <laughs> I mean, that fucking laser Sometimes had Sometimes you gotta fucking punch a laser. <laughs> Every yeah. time Superman punches a laser, I'm just like, what? <laughs> punch a laser. I mean, he's strong. Let me punch that laser real quick. That's how Ew. strong he is. He yeah, well, it, look, if it's, a, if it's a Nazi laser, then Cap could punch it, too. Well, that's, that's true. That's something that they have in common. So, I don't know. I'm enjoying sort of reading these stories that are before the ones where I originally read. I've just never had the occasion to read them. And what I definitely wasn't going to do was, you know, buy up, like, 20 back issues of Amazing Spider-Man. They're not expensive, but I don't think – I didn't feel like I needed to do that. But digitally, like, you're yes, able to you kind do. of look at them. I, Did you I, get the unlimited thing where you get, like, Netflix, but all of Marvel's comics? Basically, yeah. So you have that, and then you can kind of you know go in and read these, and you know there's like other stretches that I'm just unfamiliar with. Like I, I'm interested. I was uh, talking to our friend Jeff Winston. What I really want to read is Amazing Spider-Man 123. So like that's two issues after Gwen Stacy dies, the issue after uh, Norman Osborn dies. So it's like, those are two like major things that happen. So what is Peter like, all right, let's get back to my old adventures, old webhead. Or yep. is he like, is he like brooding and, you know, sort of like first 10 minutes of Man of Steel? You know, is he like that? You know, is he just yeah. like, I can't find my way. Like, how do I, how do I spider when right. I don't, when I'm not even a man? Well, that doesn't quite make sense. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, kind of, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, that was stuff that I was reading. And then, Believe it or not, I got a code from Marvel Subscriptions that they wanted to give me 50% off on some books because a couple years ago I subscribed to X-Men 92. And then when that ended, I'm like, well, I want my money back because you're not telling the X-Men stories I care about anymore. And then I decided, I was like, well, it's kind of interesting because I knew they were doing like a reboot of the Fantastic Four with number one. And there's some secret X-Men comic that's coming out. Yeah. That's called, like right now the working title is X-Men Classified because they can't tell you what it is okay. until after something happens. And I was like intrigued in that sort of stuff. And I was like, well, it's... 50% off of a couple of comics, so that's not that much money, and I would get them for a year. Let me let me try, and they're going to come to my house, so I don't have to I don't have to like go out and get them. You know, they'll just show up in the mail because that's as we've talked about on the podcast before. That's how I got a lot of my comics because of the town I lived in was fairly remote, so I would subscribe. Like I would get X Men, uh, uh, Amazing Spider Man, and they would all come to my house, and mm -hmm. I didn't have to try and you know track them down. So I was just I was intrigued. So. I will let people know what I think of these stories. And then on a whim, I decided, I'm like, you know what? I love Spidey so much. I hate what they've done with him. 
but uh, the new Amazing Spider-Man I threw in there too. I'm like, for 50% off for a year. And then I was like, oh, I want to see what they're doing there, ongoing Star Wars. So there's four comics that I'm going to get for a year for like, it was like $95. So I'm like, all right, I'm willing to take that game. And if, of course, if I don't like any of it, I can always uh, cancel and get yeah. some money back. So I decided that I just was like, I always feel like I'm always like, well, I don't like what's going on now, but I don't read anything that's going on. Now. I'm talking about Marvel, you know, like standalone stories and stuff. So I thought I would check it out and then I'll, I'll let people know what I think. I think the uh, Fantastic Four's absence from well, from good movies in general, is is criminal just because good of... Good movies ever, you mean. Yeah, yeah. right, exactly. Just oh, how, except for the Roger Corman one. The Roger Corman one's amazing, but they could be a valuable part of basically like, you know, Infinity War and sort of these huge mega storylines, but of course they can't be because they, they need a Netflix of, show. I mean, I think that they don't see it that way. I mean, Fox still has the property, so yeah. it just it just sort of depends. But I would like to see them. I mean, they could do an animated show, but they've done they've done like three. Yeah, well, I guess that's th- that's the Japanese what, one too. That's right? what they have the rights of. That Japanese X Men is crazy. Have you guys ever seen that? No. There's like an ongoing Japanese X Men series. I forget exactly how long ago it's from, but like the animation is very cool. You can find it on YouTube with uh, subtitles, uh, which helps. To yeah. have the subtitles, yeah. but uh, yeah, the Logan Son. Uh, so anyway, every that's... every male character is always like Logan Son. Yeah, I think that actually they mostly sound like Archie Quill. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that was Cyclops that you just did right that there. Was, yeah. Oh, yeah. Marvelson. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, I'll I'll let uh, people know what I start what I think as these issues come in, and uh, oh, I, there's a part of me that hopes I like think they're garbage and I hate them, you know. But uh, that'll just uh, sort of reinforce being the uh, the angry ranting old man. Um, anyway, so Will, how hard have you tried to go to the Save by the Bell pop up restaurant, the Max? I have not tried hard. Very, I just read it in the New York Times, yeah. and I was like, fuck, I gotta go. It's very close to your but old, I couldn't get a reservation your until old neighborhood. Next January. Next January. Well, did you make a reservation for next January? No, because I have to pay up front, and I don't have the like. Oh, okay. No, I didn't realize. I didn't actually didn't realize you had to pay up front. Yeah. Now that makes sense. If you were just like gonna pay the day of. But it's in Mr. Belding's room or whatever. Yeah. So you can dine in his office. Yeah. Uh, we were out in the the max part of the restaurant. That's where I would want to be. Yeah, and I was. A little old for that show, so I was not a fan. But my wife was very excited, and her mm. friends, and she had some people from work that went. Why didn't you let me go with Heather and pretend to be you, but appreciate the Saved by the Bell part? Because we had somebody to watch our kids, and I was going to get out of the house with my wife. So you yeah. can watch your kids. I didn't. Need, I, I watched my kids plenty, <laughs> so uh, I I felt like it was good. But it was fun, is my point. okay. How so, was the food? The, the food. The food. Looks, the food. Looks good. Uh, the mil- there was like a really good like peanut butter chocolate milkshake. Yeah. The actual entrees, to use a phrase from Will Sterling, fine, fine. They're fine. Okay. Yeah, they're fine. But the desserts were pretty good, and uh, some great photo ops though. Uh, there were lockers you could take a picture with, and Jesse's locker. You better believe it had pills in it. Oh no! Yeah. Uh, there were pills. Caffeine in pills. Yeah. Jesse. And, and uh, heart. There the were screech in his locker. Uh, yeah. Oddly <laughs> enough, there tapes. was there was like feet and feet of rope and duct tape. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Screech was going to do with that, <laughs> but a lot of pictures of Lisa Turtle, which oh legitimately there were a lot of pictures of Lisa. Yeah. And, um, An old stuff. Did, did I ever tell you guys about the party Jesus. I went to where Screech had been hired to perform stand-up comedy? No. no. Oh. Well, that's probably more interesting than, you know, I've pretty much said all there is to say <laughs> about the pop-up. I think it's well done. I like those sort of things. It was better for photo ops than the scum and villainy cantina, the Star Wars pop-up. I heard that place was not very cool. It 
is cool if you go and the other people in co- have good costumes. The Tim because, Burton one was cool. Well, the Star Wars one, they're really paranoid about being sued, so they oh. they don't really have a lot of things in there, you know, like well anything, but they don't have like things that you'd want to take pictures with. But then there's people in costumes, like well that's fun. Yeah. And you know they have like some sp- a space themed menu, but one of them was like a Star Trek reference when the when the restaurant <laughs> opened. Um, but Is I have a cool T-shirt from or something? it. <laughs> the tr- the trouble with quibbles. Basically. Basically, uh, but uh, it, it was just okay. The the Say by the Bell one was very well done. Now you went to the Tim Burton one. Yeah, I have not been to that one. What was that, that one's like? Great. What I liked to, it a lot. The what? restaurants, the restaurants okay. Again, the food's fine. Yeah, a little overpriced. Uh, but they put on like a little show and they play like the movies on there and then the act. But the actual bar part itself, where you can just walk into, is cool. A lot of pictures, a lot of like designs. It feels more officially like it would be sanctioned. But because yeah. Tim Burton's probably like, I'm not gonna fucking come after anybody. So it was great. And uh, did, did you, uh, were there good photo opportunities? That's what I think. There were, but it's dark, so yeah, it's th- a little harder. That was the problem. That was the problem with the uh, the Scum and Villainy Cantina. It was very dark inside. The Saved by the Bell, the Max, was very bright and yeah. well lit like a TV set. It so, also uh, seems like they have money. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That doesn't sound like a ringing endorsement for the, uh, the Tim Burton one, but it was fun. I th- yeah, everybody should go. I All think right. it's still open. Yeah, it is still open. Well, the Scum and Villainy Cantina was supposed to close like a year and a half ago, but they've kept so it open. So was the Tim Burton one, yeah. Yeah, so they, they just keep going. Maybe the Max will stay open. Uh, I don't know. I think if if you have a soft spot for that show, which yeah. I admittedly do not, I would say go. Oh, and they have like a, a phone, like the one that Zach Morris yeah, had. Yeah, like one brick of those. One. Yeah, and uh, there's, there's photos of that. So let me talk about the story. The party that I went to where Screech had been hired to perform stand-up comedy, uh, just a friend of a friend knew this party. It was actually not far from here in the Valley. This is before I lived in the Valley. I still lived in Hollywood. So it was like, oh, we're going to go to the Valley for a party? Ew. <sighs> but we went anyway. Uh, yeah, no, now, now that we live in the Valley, we understand. Jeff used, to live, yeah, Jeff used to live in the Valley. But now <laughs> yeah, now he's on he's on the cool side of the hill. Hollywood. And it was like a big party. You know, it was like the, you know, you buy a cup. At the door for beer, so like five bucks. Like yeah. that's what it costs to go to the party, and it was like in somebody's backyard, right by where all the car dealerships are on, on Lancashire. It wasn't far from there. Oh, no, okay. I couldn't find the house again, but it was a large crowd because everybody knew that Dustin Diamond, aka Screech, was going to perform there. Right, and this was probably about. Let's see, Heather was with me, so probably two thousand five, two thousand six. So it's a while ago, yeah. and he'd been hired to perform stand-up comedy. Now, you have not lived until you've seen Dustin Diamond try his hand at stand-up comedy. Had he ever done it before? Um, well, judging from what I saw, uh, not often. Okay. He had done a little, but he had developed a catchphrase. As he was telling you in going through the jokes, his name is Dustin Diamond. So he would repeatedly say, trust the dust. You can trust the dust. Okay. Because that's him. He's the dust. That's a great oh catchphrase. He's the dust. That's a great catchphrase. Yeah. I would have laughed. And all I remember is jokes about watching grandma porn on the internet. And uh, we didn't get nearly enough of his stand-up because the police had been called that we were the party was too loud. Uh, so they did cut the mic. So then he just did some photos, like with people. How yeah. long was his time? Uh, it was under two minutes that he actually performed, I think. Wow. This so it? I, well, I think he had more, I think he had at least four minutes of material. But <laughs> He couldn't even do four, two minutes? They they had gotten complaints. And the way the party ended was with helicopters overhead with the lights shining down telling everybody they had to go home. Screech. 
Come out with your hands up. This is Belding. This is Belding. I know what you did. <laughs> we found Lisa in that We found hole. your grandma porn. What a waste of public resources to send a fucking helicopter to be like, we got a noise complaint. Let's send a fucking yeah. helicopter. That should solve the situation. Screens now, everyone who lives in Hollywood knows that the helicopters are the quietest thing that you never, <laughs> ever hear all the time overhead. <laughs> Yeah, there, there, there were helicopters flying over Burbank not long ago. There was a, there was a terrible like standoff where somebody burned his house and killed people and all that. And Almost like, every night, like between the hours of two a.m. to five a.m., there's gonna be a helicopter flying over my apartment, like too loud enough to wake me up if I let it, kind of yeah. thing. Like, it's bad. <laughs> I felt bad for Dustin Diamond, believe it or not, because you know, I mean, he'd been paid. Yeah. Probably not that well, but he'd mm. been paid. This is, I think, at the time period where he was like, he'd moved back to Wisconsin. He was living at his parents' house and doing like chess videos, like he thought he would sell online and chess. Play. Like he yeah. plays chess well. I think he gives tips for playing chess because he played a smart guy on TV. So I guess that that was the thinking that. But was Screech even smart? Point. Good being, question. <laughs> Screech never, in my knowledge of the show, he never had like scholastic achievements. It wasn't no. like here's Screech's great science project. It was weird. like, hey, there's the weird kid. Yeah, yeah, just the weird kid. Which I think today they would be convinced that he was on the spectrum. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Zach Morris is on the spectrum of like sociopath. Yeah. If you watch, if you there's watch a, the actions of Zach Morris, yeah, there's like something about how Zach Morris straight up tried to at one point get. Uh, A.C. Slater kicked out, well, not kicked out of school so much as sent away to Hawaii because his dad was going to like send him to military school because Zach only got third place in some like bullshit relay race and uh, Slater won first place in his wrestling tournament. And so Slater was going to get uh, whatever their, who's the girl that they both really were into? It's not Jesse. Not Jesse. No. Uh, the other one. So Kelly. Kelly, yeah. yeah. They were both wow. competing for Kelly's affection. So Zach straight up. Like, finds out that uh, Slater might have to be sent away. So then he has, like, Screech. He puts Screech in, like, a fucking drawer and has him, like, listen into the conversation. The whole thing, as it plays out, obviously it's a show. But it's like, if it was even remotely in reality, it'd be like, this kid is a psychopath. Well, <laughs> Lock if, him the fuck so up. Mastermind. If you read the, the same a job site, they point out the referenced episode where Jesse gets hooked on caffeine pills. It's all Zach's fault. Yeah. Like, because he tells her that she needs to be a part of this band and she has to really, you know. So everything goes back to, like, yeah, Zach is, like, a terrible person. Um, we only have another moment or two here, but Jeff, I haven't asked you, intentionally I haven't asked you, and waited till we're in here. Uh -huh. You recently had a fun day with our friend Bujenski, right? Or I, did it get canceled? Yeah, it got, so uh, hilarious. I uh, uh, Yesterday I saw him because I was giving him his dog back. Oh, you still do that for him? I, yesterday, yesterday was the first, uh, so I've done it twice in like the last couple years, and okay. it was just in the last month or two. Right. Um, and so, yeah, so he came to pick up his dog yesterday because he was in, like, the Bahamas or something over yeah. the weekend. because he goes everywhere for that country music radio station he works yep. for. It makes sense that they went to the Bahamas, yeah. And uh, so we had been meant to hang out the Sunday previous, and I literally texted him in the morning being like, hey, is one thirty a good time to, to show up? Wait, and did he write back, for what? No. LOL. Just never responded, so I didn't go. <laughs> So I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to drive to fucking Hermosa <laughs> yeah, for no for reason. Yeah, not be there. And then, uh, so yesterday when he came, comes to get moved, he's like, so when are we going to hang out? I was like, we could have hung out that other Sunday. I was like, I texted you. He's like, what? And he like showed me in his phone that he never got the text kind of thing, which I'm like, it's totally possible. And I'm not 
So I don't, you don't, I don't think even there's care. any chance that he deleted it? Definitely think he deleted okay. it. Okay, all right. I just uh, wanted to make sure that yeah, we were no, talking no. in reality I'm, here. Because he brought it up and the way he brought it up, I was like, oh, so you deleted that message so that we can look in your phone to show that you just didn't right. not ignore me or like some here, bullshit? Here, Jeff, look in my phone. See even, that I did not get yeah, the text Even message. if he did ignore me, it's like... You know I don't care, right? Like yeah. I'm totally cool just not having hung out with you that yeah, Sunday. Yeah, also and- it's you. We know you <laughs> yeah. do things like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so great story, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it was a it was a real good hangout. I, you know, so it will. Still possible. You, you and I were disappointed that uh, we weren't going to be able to hang out that day with him. I need some time to plan. I, I do want to hang out with him again because now that he's drinking again, uh, you you guys remember how much fun I had with him in Vegas. Uh, I'd like <laughs> to see him lose. Uh, Another three hundred dollars. I think that would be fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He gave me he gave me uh, ten bucks for watching Mo. He got ten bucks. Yeah. All right. So wow, that's in Bujinski dollars. So like real ten dollars. <laughs> uh, so I was surprised you watched Mo again. But uh, anyway, he's. Uh, you know what's also funny about that guy? He's nine. I. I was watching him this most recent time, and Moo's really skinny and small and like hyper. Oh, so the opposite of Bujenski. Yeah. So you would, <laughs> you would think that he's like a puppy. It's so ridiculous. And I took him for a hike um, up to the observatory, and he was just like gassed. He knew he wanted to like hide out in the shade and all this stuff. Uh-huh. So I thought has- I was going to get him all the way up to the top of Mount Hollywood, and he was just like, no. So I took him back down, and I told Bujenski, I was like, wow, yeah, I thought he'd be better on the hike, but he couldn't do it. He's like, yeah, he's nine. He's old. Yeah. Like, well, that's the funny thing is that Moo feels the same way about hikes as Bujenski's girlfriend does. Remember, <laughs> they, they did not go on that hike after uh, they were on the show. Yeah. I, I did find out. Uh, all right, so our, our final thing will go around. Uh, this will be uh, probably our next episode of the Blackcast. We'll be talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp. Will, are you able to be excited because you like the first Ant-Man? Or you yeah, just, you I just, think so. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to rush to see it, but I'll see it. Okay. Yeah. But th- so the the idea of Marvel slash superhero slash maybe even movie fatigue, it's not souring you from the concept of the movie, at least. No, not the concept of it. I'm just not like... We're going to rush out the door. To right. See well, all right. Then Jeff and I will see everybody next week when we talk about that. <laughs> no, what were you going to say, Jeff? I was going to say Ant-Man and the Wasp sounds like a, you know, shitty, like, upper-middle-class Connecticut couple where mm. the guy's got a small dick and she's just a real bitch. The Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> Spend their summer in the Hamptons. That would be great. I hope the movie's like that. <laughs> anyway. The underbite uh, guy from Family Guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in any case, we appreciate everybody uh, indulging us for the first like twenty minutes or so. You know what are we going to do on the way out of this episode? We we burned through all of our music. That's true. You it's know? okay. <laughs> Will's like it's fine. It's fine. No, I meant you could. I'm trying to find another. We should just do like Sopranos, and you should just cut in the middle of this sentence. Oh yeah. Yeah. So well, you could plug Flip Five TV show. <laughs> yeah. A female ABC network. <laughs> Flip fine and floppy. Yeah, you're gonna talk about an ABC network. I've been watching Cloak and Dagger on Freeform, and they are trying to be like, "Oh, Freeform is not ABC Family." There are uh, the word "shit" and "asshole" on that show. I'm like, "This is ABC Family," and they're and they're swearing like that. Uh, I think it's very good, by the way, Jeff. I think you would enjoy it. I'll have to check it out. Uh, you can find it, I believe, on Hulu. Uh, mm. Anyway, but you can who find who knew Hulu. But you can find the Blackcast <laughs> at blackcast.com. B l a d t c a s t dot com and of course at blackcast on twitter the blackcast on facebook i'm christian blatt at christian dmz on twitter will motivation report still on on hiatus? it's on a little break right now okay yeah but you know christian <laughs> yeah i should introduce you to my girlfriend backside <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, we know where she's she got a great her. rump. <laughs> <laughs> That's how she likes it. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, flip side, do you want to promote uh, Will's social media? <laughs> Or does Watto want to promote it? I mean, that's fine. You know, Maybe. Yeah. Oh, uh, wait. <laughs> you forgot what your social media is? It's going to slip into a Paul Lynn voice for that one. <laughs> At Will Sterling underscore. Oh, God. Stan. <laughs> Exit stage left. <laughs> Get out of here. And, Jeff, the uh, spam bots are leaving you alone largely, but uh, mm-hmm. where do they find you? Find me at Jeff DeRay. Spam like Hawaii. It's my favorite thing. Sorry, I just was like, how long can I leave that in there before I <laughs> comment? And, uh, well, that was that was about as long. All right, thanks, everyone. I don't know what this was this week, but uh, we're glad to have the gang back together and do a little music, and uh, we will see you next time on The Blackcast. <laughs> I think I may need to tighten the bell. There we go. So can't just hit it and then not move I your hand. But I'm here to say, have a nice day. And listen to the damn show. <laughs>